Welcome to the Stepping Out in Faith podcast. I'm so glad you're here. The Lord has really just been pushing me and putting it in my heart to put my comfort zone behind me and walk the path that He's laid out in preparation for His plan for me. For me to be able to embrace His grace and proclaim my faith out loud. I've recently been taking a look back in all the places and all the people that God has strategically put in my life. Those things that have all worked together for His good. So that I can I can just only sit in awe thinking about all the things to come that He has in store for me. Do you know that the Lord has, according to the Bible, an immeasurable greatness of power towards those who believe. Not only that, but according to Ephesians 1, the world is underneath His feet and His Holy Spirit. It's in you. So the purpose of this podcast is to break down my chains and encourage you in the breaking of yours. Those chains that you have of doubt and frustration and nerves. All of those fleshly battles that we face every single day. We're not going to erase the, the I can't do this in our minds. But we're going to add but God can to the end of that sentence. I really do hope to encourage you to jump out of that religious bubble if you will. And to be fully unashamed to be a child of God. Living life out loud. My discipling of others so far... It's been awfully rewarding and full of surprises and joy along the way, but it's time to take it all to the next level. Through this last year, especially, my sharing of the gospel of Jesus has been more, it's been more abundant than ever. And I'm constantly sharing. God has graced me daily with this opportunity to to share his story because I've asked him to do that exact thing. And and for me, I preach well and I teach well one-on-one. And I'm especially great behind a keyboard because, you know, aren't we all? But it's time for the next part of my journey, the next platform, my mouth to the masses, to be bold, speaking without hesitation. I by by myself, you know, I'm nowhere near equipped for such a task, but God surely is and I'm going to go wherever he leads me. Speaking of boldness, I immediately, um, you know, my brain kept churning and churning and churning on how do I start this podcast because, you know, when you think about starting something new, you typically don't think about the very beginning. You think about, oh, this is what it's going to turn into. This is what I'm going to be doing. Um, Sometimes we dread the beginning, but... We never get to like the how how do you start. So it took me a little while to get to a starting point of talking about boldness. But I found exactly where we needed to be. So we are going to start in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 12. Paul is referring back to Moses. And let's let's go back to Moses and talk about the background of what was going on. So in Exodus, when Moses is going up the mountain and he's getting the tablets, he's actually getting the second set of tablets, um, and he's been talking to God, and he comes down, and everybody is scared to death. They don't want to be around him. They don't know what to do. They like walked away from him. And then he realized 
that since he had been up there in the presence of God, his face was shining and they were scared. So as a solution, he decided to put a veil over his face so that they didn't have to look at it because they were that nervous about the situation. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 12, Paul is referring back to that. Um, we always think about Moses as being like a very bold person who put himself out there. He parted the sea and he led the people through the wilderness. But even Moses had to have some help. God sent his brother with him because Moses was a little bit of a scaredy cat sometimes. And when we look at that compared to ourselves, it kind of makes you feel like Moses was a little bit more human, right? So, verse 12 says, Since we have such a hope, we are very bold, not like Moses, who would put a veil over his face so that the Israelites might not gaze at the outcome of what was being brought to an end, but their minds were hardened. For to this day, when they read the Old Covenant, the same veil remains unlifted, because only through Christ is it taken away. Yes, to this day, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their hearts. But when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, with unveiled faces, beholding the glory of God, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. I just thought this was absolutely amazing. Um, Paul brought something massive to light because of the imagery. Um, Jesus, in Jesus, we have so much freedom. We are called to make disciples and live in that boldness. I'm going to say boldness 12,000 times, y'all, so just get with it. Um, we're supposed to live out loud, remove the veil, and let people see what's in our hearts or in Moses' case on his face so that they can see the true nature of what God has for us. Because let me tell you something. You can't hide God. You can't put him under a, a basket. You can't put him under a blanket. You can't put him under a rock. You can't put him under nothing because he's coming out. So, he's going to keep fighting with you and fighting with you until you let him show. Um, I don't know if y'all know this, but Paul, Paul was not a um, stand-up Christian from the get-go. He did not grow up going to Sunday school and in the nursery and, um, you know, sitting on the front row with Mama and Papa. You know, he... Um, he killed Christians. He did not have such a good beginning. He, that was literally his job. He murdered Christians and tortured them. And he was very much against the word of God. And God came and saved him and lifted him up and turned him into something brand new. And so at this point that he's actually writing this, um, he is sitting in jail 
suffering yet giving comfort and telling people even though this is going on in his life he is still proclaiming the comfort of Jesus because sometimes we view the gospel as affliction because we think that you know it it messes with our lives and it's inconvenient but all in all it's a message of comfort and of joy that should make us live our life to its fullest potential for Jesus. Also, when I the second person I thought about talking about boldness and um, walking in a room without doubt was Mary. So, I don't know if you remember, but when Lazarus had died and Jesus came and he told Lazarus to get up and Lazarus walks out of this tomb and everybody is just amazed and they they just don't know what to say don't I, I can't imagine what I would even do if I saw a dead man walk out of a tomb after a couple of days you know but um, Lazarus and Jesus you know they make it back to the house and Mary and Martha are there and the disciples and you have all these different types of serving that's going on. But the one I'm going to look at today is Mary. Because Mary walked in. If you listen to the C.C. Winans song, Alabaster Box, before you listen to me speaking, then um, you might have heard something about it or you may already know. She walks in with this bottle of perfume or pot of perfume. I'm not sure how it was contained. <laughs> Um, but it's worth more, they say, than a year's wages. And this woman gets down and she washes the Lord's feet with it because she believes that he is worthy and she is full of thankfulness and joy and love, such abundant love for Jesus. And I don't know about you. But if I'm walking in a room to do, uh, first off, I would have thrown up trying to buy that much perfume or anything. I can't even buy myself some perfume at the Bath and Body Works when it's $15. So if you think I'm about to go spend my whole salary on a bottle of perfume, I can't even, you know, I, I about get sick buying a used car. Okay, so that, I just couldn't do it. I could I can't imagine. So she's probably like her stomach is probably just rumbling and she's probably absolutely about to be sick. Or maybe she wasn't. Because maybe she felt peace in what she was doing because she knew she was giving to the Lord who she could never repay for what he was doing for her. So she walks in, and she may be nervous about, you know, what are these people thinking? Are they looking at me? And sure enough, Judas pops up and he says, hey, why are you doing this? You could have gave all this money to the poor. What's wrong with you? Even though he really didn't care if it went to the poor. He was secretly stealing out of the bag of money. So, of course, you know. But that's a whole different, that's a whole different preaching for another day. Um, so he pipes up and says something. And 
I can only imagine her reaction. You know, did she look at him and just think, mind your business? Or did she look at him and think, oh, I did the wrong thing? Did she doubt herself? Did she question herself? We've all been, I don't know if you have a child, if you've been to a birthday party where you don't know any of the parents and you walk in and you think, man, this was a rough idea. I don't fit in here. Or, you know, recently our Bible study group has opened up to um, really putting it out there that we want people to come in so we can love on them. And we're very, very... uh, We're very much focusing on making them feel comfortable, knowing that they can come down and sit down in the presence of Jesus with us and just fellowship and eat and have a good time. But we've all been into groups where we didn't feel that way. So, how was Mary feeling at the moment? Did she feel comforted that Jesus was there? Or was she scared? Did she get shaken by Judas talking? It didn't really matter because at the end, Jesus looked at Judas and basically said, Judas, mind your own business. Because she was doing what she had to do. She was prioritizing the Lord and making him feel worthy. She made a costly gift but it was worth it because she was giving back to the Lord for all the things that he's done for her so in our journey through being um, a Christian and living our life more out loud we need to make sure to be welcoming Because Jesus is going to tell your oppressors, he's going to tell them to get gone. Do not worry with them. You have to be the light. If you can't find somebody who is friendly and kind and the light of Jesus, you've got to be it for them, for everyone else. If people are asking to to come to church, you say, here's a seat right beside me. Do you need me to come pick you up? Um... We don't just go and say, hey, let me tell you about our programming that we do. I mean, that's wonderful and everything. But people didn't come to see your programs. And they didn't come to talk about if y'all are having family movie night. Or if y'all are having a fall festival. They came to see Jesus. And through the Holy Spirit, Jesus, he's in us. It looks like, come to my house, sit on my couch, and take a break from life. And let's just sit in Jesus together. Hebrews says, nothing is left outside of his control. That's chapter 2, verse 8. He left nothing outside of his control. So, don't be full of nerves. Don't be scared. Don't be afraid because he's right with you. Ephesians 1 says, like I said, he puts all things underneath his feet. The devil is under your feet because Jesus is in you. 
So don't let him make you believe that you're not good enough or that people are going to talk about you because Jesus has you. Like I said, he's going to tell them to absolutely get gone out of your life and you are going to prosper more than you ever, ever have. All of this treasure, all of this boldness that we find in ourselves, it's not of us. I want to be clear on that. It is of God. We are just, you know, we are built. We are born into sin and frustration and anger. And God has delivered us from all of those trespasses. So don't let anybody make you believe that you are are not capable of pushing all of those things out of your way to walk directly in the path that God has set you in. He's going to put people in your path. He's going to put things in your path. I'm not saying that there's not going to be trials and tribulations that you have to fight through, but I will tell you that 2 Corinthians tells you that, I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians tells you that there will never be more temptation than God can lead you out of. He is there for you. These people that are coming into your life, they're going to be there for you. The places He's going to put you are full of purpose and fulfillment. And great things are to come. And so I'm so excited to see where this podcast goes. It's going to be amazing. So y'all keep up. I promise you with time they're going to improve. We're just going to be going, 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 going together. And I hope that I encourage you as I get out of my shell to get out of yours. And we can do it together. If you want to message me, talk to me, inspire me because I need it too. I'll be so glad to listen. All right, Lord, I'm so glad that you've given me this opportunity. Your blessings are amazing, and I'm honestly speechless at this point because you're such a provider, and we are so unworthy for the things that you have put here for us. You want nothing but our successes as long as they are for your glory. It is all about you. It's not about us. And we pray that you give us all the strength and encouragement that we need to step out of our box and onto your path. Thank you, Lord. Amen.